welcome to the green light i'm your host shayla niece and i'm so grateful you've taken the time to listen to our green light conversation before i intro my guest be sure to leave a comment for the show i truly value your feedback and how you feel about the guests so thank you in advance today's show is the finale episode for season one and i have the pleasure of talking to taryn Ankrum. taryn is the founder of top 10 management which is an atlanta-based management company for creatives and she's dropping a lot of wisdom for our 10th episode. Taryn is bringing the heat and giving us her roots in the entertainment industry, the things she looks for in a potential client, how she balances a demanding career, and knowing when it's time to unplug and be still, and so much more. So let's get into it. And so Taryn, I'm super excited to speak with you and I kind of just want to jump right into it and learn a little bit of like what inspired you to get into a career as an artist manager. Um, Well, first and foremost, thank you for having me. I'm super excited, kind of nervous, but I'm happy I'm here nonetheless. Um, What inspired me to get into my uh, career as an artist manager? Um... So I've always grown up around music. My dad worked at ASCAP for quite some time. My goddad is uh, John Platt, who's now the CEO and chairman of Sony Music Publishing. And um, I have a cousin by the name of Nicole Ray, who worked with uh, Missy Elliott and Timberland, who was real big in like the 90s. And still to this day, she, she does amazing things. So I've always been around music, um, even in my household. Um, my mother was a hip-hop R&B head, same with my dad. We just had a, a real appreciation for it. And so I grew up always, you know, creative in some sort of creative outlet, whether it was um, band, whether it was chorus, or I did school plays. So I did want to explore um, a life in uh, entertainment. And so um, uh, I suddenly or quickly learned that I have incredible stage fright. And so I decided, yeah, I had had, my stage fright was crazy. And so there were, you know, times that I did get in front of the spotlight and I performed, but when it came time to do like my own music and things of that nature, I just was too afraid. But I love the process of it. I love the creation of everything, um, how you ideate, how you talk through ideas. And so... Um, I decided to focus on more so behind the scenes mm-hmm. uh, position, um, but I just knew that I needed to be in music. I needed to be in entertainment. And so in college, I um, was a part of an entertainment organization that was called Panther Entertainment Group, um, but it's now called National Collegiate Entertainers Group. Um, and I worked my way up from being president all the way up to, I'm sorry, I worked my way up from being a member all the way up to mm. being a president. And um, within that organization, it sort of served as an ecosystem for creatives. Anything creative that you could think of would be in that organization. And it sort of operated like a, uh, a label on a collegiate scale. So all these people are going to school for the things that they want to do when they graduate, like being a uh, photographer or working in marketing, working in event coordination, um, production, um, uh, social media management, anything that you can think of. And then there was also, you know, the people that wanted to be in front of um, the fans. 
um, singing, dancing, rapping, mm-hmm. all of that too, while getting their education. So we created this organization that allowed us to do that and that allowed us to take what we learned in class and apply it to real world, real world situations. Um, and that's really where I got my start um, in, in dealing with um, artists and, and uh, uh, managing them and their day-to-day duties or their day-to-day lives, um, making sure that they had like expectations uh, from us and vice versa, and just really kind of getting my hand in the managing thing. And I fell in love with it. And so when I graduated from college in 2020, um, the world, of course, was at yeah. a at a pause. Um, and at that time, you know, I was doing my thing of looking for a job in the industry. Um, I had internships under my belt and I was using, I was looking forward to taking my knowledge that I learned from college and my experience from internships and applying them to a, or going into a building um, and working my way up to whatever it is that I wanted to be. Um, but like I, like, like I said, the world was kind of going through something at that point. And so a lot of companies were doing more layoffs than they were doing mm-hmm. hirings. So I kept getting a lot of no's. I kept getting a lot of, you know, not right now, or thank you for applying. You decided to go in a, a different direction. And I got tired of being told no. And so I'm like, I have all this experience under my belt from from four or five years of working in this entertainment uh, um, organization. And we worked with a lot of major people. We worked with Beats. We've worked with uh, labels like Atlantic. Um, We worked with like RCA. We worked with a lot of people. Um, And so I'm like, I have all this experience under my belt. I know how to deal with uh, artists. Um, I know how to strategize, I know how to ideate, and I know how to create a plan for artists to be successful. So I'm just going to focus all of my attention and resources and all the knowledge, all the knowledge that I gained in college and put it into something that I am the head of. So that's how Top 10 Management became a game. I became this artist manager. How did you um, get the name Top 10 Management? Like, what's the meaning behind it? Um, it kind of just came to me one day. Um, of course, my name starts with a T. Um, um, I loved creating playlists. So I was actually living in like LA at the time. I had an internship with Universal Music Publishing in the creative department. All I would do is a lot of research. I would just look up songs of different artists. And I discovered a lot of new art, a lot of artists that weren't getting the attention that they needed. And so, um, and also I, I, I lived in Atlanta. I was from Atlanta. And so I would, I had access to all these people who created all this amazing music. And so um, I decided to create a playlist and it was called Top 10 by 10. And so it would be like 10 of my favorite R&B um, oh. records at the time. And then I had two. I had R&B and then hip hop. So ten of my favorite R&B artists and their favorite songs on there, or my favorite songs on there, and then ten artists' favorite songs. So I just took top ten, ten, and I was like, let me do top ten management. I always felt Ooh. like the Roman numeral. Yeah. Oh yeah. I always felt like the Roman numeral for for ten was such a powerful looking 
It is. Symbol. Now that you say yeah. it, yeah, because I love like the Roman numeral four, but ten is also mm-hmm. good too. Um, but yeah. that's interesting. Would you ever mm-hmm. make like your playlist live, or are they already live when you did those top ten? You know, I was doing them weekly. And okay. I would update them weekly, but I am such a perfectionist. I'm a Virgo, mm. so like me the too. Uh, <laughs> hey Virgo. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and so like me, when I did my playlist, I would literally it would take me like an hour to an hour and a half because I would work on like transitions and how this song would flow to the next song. I would always focus on, or I was I would always like emphasize: do not put this on shuffle. Do not Ooh. shuffle it listen to it all the way through because I felt like people took time to create these songs and create a story and so music is you know of course subjective but like when I curated my playlist there's obviously like a reason why I wanted this song to flow into this song to flow into this song so it was live but it is time consuming and I it got to a point where I couldn't keep up with it so I haven't updated it in a while but I am going to, that is on my like to-do list next year is to like really push that playlist. So it can all, so I can also like expand the top 10 brands. So it doesn't ne- just necessarily um, consist of like just my artists. I want, you know, to visit this playlist and listen to all the top 10 records yeah. that I think are amazing out right now, including my artists and some artists that you may not know of. And so um that's definitely on my to-do list so yeah i would definitely make them back live it's just i, I gotta get out of my head about being a perfectionist and yeah making sure they flow into another one but that's definitely on my to-do list yeah because like i'm with you i take my playlist very seriously like i have mm-hmm. to literally like listen to songs over and over to make sure okay when this song fades out what's the next perfect setup like i'm t- mm-hmm. i totally get it um because like before you talked about the background of your name i thought top 10 meant like you're only going to have 10 people at a time on your roster mm-hmm. as clients so it's interesting to know like you are you're like music to the core like it's in your veins uh, for you to you know have the playlist be like the starting point of the name and so going back a little bit earlier when you mentioned um how college and being a part of like the organization that helped foster the different fields in the music industry was that easy was that safe to say that having that hands-on experience in college prepared you better than maybe your family you've always grown around um you know give you advice or help you or was it really like your college experience that shaped you to be where you are now or was it a mix of both it's definitely like a mix of both um, definitely a mix of both I will say that college more so than home because my dad who who worked at ASCAP he really he saw the business when it was in like its most raw form like back in the early 2000s where people were actually making money by selling records and people were actually selling records and they would actually have to get down and do like all of this um this groundwork uh not to say that we're not doing groundwork uh now but like back then it was like real hustle bustle it was real like grimy back then and so he saw a lot of things that or he experienced a lot of things and maybe even done some things that you know he just didn't want me to be a part of um and so 
he was really advocating for me not to to be in this industry as much as I loved it, um, as much as I loved music, as much as I wanted to explore all the options within this um, entertainment industry. He did not want me to um, explore it. And so uh, when I went to college, I, I was focusing like on um, pre-law and I was going to go to law school for entertainment, uh, entertainment law. Cause that's what that's what uh he told me to focus on um instead of trying to be like in the mix of all of this entertainment or this music industry stuff he wanted me yeah. to focus strictly on like entertainment law and for a while that was an interest but um like i said i joined this organization and it kind of expanded my mind and i got to um, be a part of things that i i never thought i could be a part of i got to use my brain and work with people um, in ways that I never thought that I could be able to do. And so I got a lot of hands-on experience from being in these rooms and working with these people who all had different titles. I had a team of five people because mm-hmm. we had a, a several different departments. And so I was the president. And so there was a president, vice president. Then there was head of audio production. There was head of event coordination. There was head of A&R. And there was head of um, uh, marketing and PR. And so we would meet weekly. And we would have these meetings that would last three or four hours because we would always just be planning stuff and trying to figure out what would, what is the best thing to do for the organization and how to discipline people, like all these things that people go through when they're in an actual building um, and, and learning how to lean on each other for support and how to communicate effectively in order to reach the goal. And so I would definitely say that I got a lot of my um, core values from at home about this industry, about you know what to watch out for, how to conduct yourself, how to be the smartest person in the room, what to look out mm-hmm. for. Definitely got that at home, but actually like the hands-on on uh, doing, actually doing the work, um, actually experiencing it, talking to labels, sending emails, uh, making sure I hit reply all and not just reply, mm-hmm. and keeping everybody yeah. happy. <laughs> like all of that came from actually doing it in college. So I would say it's a happy medium, but more so for the college because I was actually getting my hands into it. Right, exactly. Um, I know that like you started your business right in the midst of the pandemic and because you weren't seeing opportunities, you know, in your field, you made one of your own by having your own business. But looking back, like, do you feel like you still made a good decision to jumpstart and have your own business and like your own management company? Or do you feel like, you would have loved having like, you know, being under like an established company to like get your feet wet first or you don't regret, you know, starting starting off so soon with your own. Sometimes I go back and forth with that. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I, my dad, he always tells me that, you know, you, you did it backwards. Most people mm-hmm. go get in a building first and work their way up and then start a company. You started a company and possibly are looking to get into a building. So he always tells me that I did it backwards, but honestly, I don't regret the thing, the decision that I I made 
in regards to starting my business when I wasn't, you know, getting these, um, these callbacks from the, from these jobs. Um, ultimately I can say that any job that I've applied to, I've already worked with, um, within my company. Love it. (laughs) And so those people that I applied to, you know, applied to their company to work for, they are hitting me up about their artist, about my artist. And so, I have no regrets because I wanted to be in these people's faces one way or, or another. Yeah. And, I'm, and I got into these people's faces in, in, in a way that is mutually beneficial for both of us. And so, um, yeah, it would have been nice to, you know, have a salary and, you know, the letters by my name and all that yeah. and, and just be in that network. But um, I feel like the route that I took is has benefited benefited me in a way that I would have never dreamed of um and it has taken me places that I've never Mm. thought I could be um I've talked to people I've been around I've been in parties and meetings and shows and and on calls with a lot of powerful people and so it's like do I regret that Absolutely mm. not. I, I don't right. I don't record that at all. So I think I made the right decision. That's amazing. First of all, it's like an amazing testimony that it may not seem like the best or appear to be the best decision, but the fact that labels and just, you know, top leaders in the industry are now hitting you up. That's like a that's a great accomplishment. I'm so happy for you. Um, like that's Thank amazing. You. It's like it's like a full circle moment. Like those same mm-hmm. places you applied. Now you're you know they they want your calls. That's yeah. That's, yeah. That's that's inspirational for sure. I wanted to know like um, your clientele includes artists like Arsley and Jalen Josie, and I'm curious to know what is it about those two in particular that set them apart and made you want to be a part of like their career journey um for for one both Arsley and Jalen are some they have both have something that I feel like this industry is missing um mm-hmm. I, I feel like the talents that they have the way that they write they're just their process I feel like it's it's missing from R&B music now. Mm. And um, when I see them create, when I see them go into the mode of this is what I'm going to talk about, this is what I'm going to write about, this is how I want to construct this song, it's a beautiful process. Um, and it's a very intentional process. I feel like we live in an industry now where there's a lot of stuff that sounds the same and there's not a lot mm. of effort being put into it. And there's also a lot of what can go viral fast. What can we get right. the, get this TikTok dance to? And um, I just feel like I want real music. I have a, I've, I was raised on real music. I was raised on storytelling. I was raised on live instrumentation. I was raised on um, people being... Um, or actually living through what they say, living through what they said, and mm-hmm. ma- and pulling you into their world 
so that you can feel like you experienced it with them. And I feel like Arsley and Jalen do a very good job at that. Um, whenever I, I look to um, acquire new talent, I always look at what is it that you can offer the world that nobody is offering right now? Like, what is it, what is it that you can do outside of just have a pretty voice? Right. And, and yeah, what is it that you do? What is it that you can do aside from just having a pretty voice and singing these songs? Um, Arsley writes, he uh, vocal arranges, he dabbles in production as well. He's amazing with graphic design. He did, I know he did a couple of his uh, covers as well. Um, he is amazing when it comes to rollout strategies and, mm. and just how how they need to look. Um, and I feel like that's missing from a lot of people in, in terms of Jalen. I feel like Jalen is a household name waiting to happen. She's an entertainer. She dances. She sings. She acts. She was on Broadway. And it takes, sometimes it takes people years right. to get on Broadway. You know, people are still trying to get on Broadway and they have a whole name in this industry. Um, even outside of that, Jalen um, produces. She writes her own music. She writes for other people. Um, she knows how to write sheet music. She's a composer. Mm-hmm. Um, and just her storytelling is, is it transcends you. Um, and I feel like that's, what's important is um for both of them their storytelling and their music is definitely needed and all of the things that outside of of just performing both of them are amazing performers too i don't know if i left that out but outside of just like performing they really understand how to create music and they understand how to create music that is digestible for not only people who are in our age group, for but for people who are even outside of our age group, um, older generations as well. Um, my dad was telling me how he, you know, wasn't he never really listened to Ari Lennox until Pressure, and I've seen that a lot of older people really love that song and really caught on to like Ari Lennox and and decided to jump on her catalog um after Jalen wrote pressure and this is just what I've been told and what I've seen um mm-hmm. it, it probably isn't true for you know everybody but in terms of just the how that song really opened up um the world for Ari Lennox like she went on an amazing tour she yeah she Ari Ari's career kind of like skyrocketed after that um and just the storytelling within that song it is it may seem simple but that song goes for a reason and so yeah and it's still a bop it was one of the it was one of the best songs that came out uh that year so I say all of that to say I know it's long. I can talk about them for days because no, I really I love <laughs> this. Like you know, these these are yeah these these are your this is your family. So yes, please yeah. please flex on them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I just I, I I appreciate what they offer to the world. Um, I appreciate Arsley's vision. I appreciate his tenacity. I appreciate his his 
um, outgoingness and him being okay with being unapologetically R&B. There are a lot of people who don't, um, who are like, oh, I want to be this and this. I don't want to just, you know, categorize myself as just one thing, which is fine. But there's also nothing wrong with, you know, being loud and proud about loving R&B music and loving uh, how it became to be or how it came to be and loving the people who set us up in order to even be able to experience music the way that we do. And so he's really rooted in, you know, giving his flowers to his to the people that, you know, set us up to be where we are. Um, and you can hear that in his music. Same with Jalen. She loves mm-hmm. Cab Calloway, Nina Simone, Ella Fitzgerald, all of those people, uh, Stevie Nicks. And there's just a real appreciation for music um, that both of them have. And you hear it in their artistry. And I feel like that's missing. People don't know how to give flowers properly. And sampling is one thing. Right. Anybody can sample a song, but I want to hear the influence. I want to see the storytelling. I want to see how you took what, how Michael Jackson or how Beyonce or how Ella Fitzgerald or how um, all these people created their artistry and how can you take teachings from them and apply it to your own. And I feel like they do that and still have created a sound for themselves. And so that's what I what I've always looked for with artists. Mm-hmm. And so all that say I'm very picky. I'm very oh, yeah. picky, but I I have to be because you have to have something that sticks out. You have to have Absolutely. something that sticks out. Did the Arsley and Jalen already have like a social media following and like a profile online before you decided to like you know really pursue um both of them or did they or were you there from the beginning stages of really building that online presence um and I say that because like if people want to reach out to you what are some of the things that people may need to already have kind of like lined up you know for you to really get a sense of who they are as an artist um so for Jalen Jalen already had a presence online um through Broadway so she was on Broadway and she um and she did music theater um and so she had a um, an audience from that and so I think when I met her she had probably like 30,000 followers from because she was on Broadway and then when I first met her that's when she dropped her first EP she had two singles out before but that's when she first dropped her EP so I was was kind of there for the beginning of Jalen's musical journey and that's okay. and then whatever um you know we worked on there worked on then and or in between then and now is how we got her platform to be what it is um, for Arsley, um, I met Arsley in college, actually. We were mm. actually in the same organization. He was an artist in the organization. Oh, wow. And so I saw him become, like, he came on board as just a member, and then he was um, on the leadership board. And this was before he even decided to, like, pursue music. I believe a few people in the organization pushed him to mm. um you know, start doing music because he was a singer. I, I do believe that he um, majored in music 
um, in college, and he was in a core a course, I believe, a course in, in college. Yeah, probably, I think a choir course in college. Um, and so I was there when he put out his first single. He was in the organization when he put out his first single, and he was in the organization when he put out his second single, and that second single kind of like blew up organically. And then his EP kind of took off as well. And so I've been, mm. I've been at the beginning, I've been there from the beginning for, I guess you could say from Arsley and for Jalen. Um, yeah, and just helping them blossom to what they've become today. Um, I didn't start managing Arsley until 2021. So okay. I met him back in 2017. And then when I graduated college, that's when I started my manager company and everything. And then he graduated, I believe, in 2020 as well, um, or 2020 or 2021 as well. And then that's when we entered into a, a management agreement, and that's when we started working. Um, and then same for Jalen. I met Jalen right when she put out her um, EP in 2020. So oh, yeah, I've been amazing. at the yeah, I've been at the start for both of them. But Jalen did have a platform because right. of Broadway. So yeah. Okay. That's that's interesting to know, like, you know, kinda like the origin stories of like how you all connected um together um for, you know, the top ten uh artists. Um and so I'm curious to also know, like, okay, so as a founder of a managing and consulting company, what does, like, a typical day look like in your world? I know, you know, any any day can be different or no two days are the same, but what can, can you kind of, like, get, uh, give us a sense of, like, what a typical day could look like? Yeah, sure. Um, a typical day could look like um i'll wake up probably around like eight wake up around, mm-hmm. probably around like eight um i'll get my day started i'll check my emails respond back to emails i'll usually have a meeting with Jalen's label um at 12 noon um, they they love a noon meeting <laughs> um and then um i'll just uh work on my laptop maybe do some more research um, figure out what other opportunities I can look for for Jalen, for Arsley. Um, check in with my team. Um, if there's an, uh, an event coming up, make sure that they reach out to whoever is uh, performing or appearing in said event, make sure, making sure that they check in with them and have everything that they need. Um, Let's see, what else? Uh, nine times out of ten, somebody has a studio session. Mm. So I'll spend time at the studio or I'll go late just to check in on them and everything. Um, lots of calls, lots of calls, mm. um, lots of calls from A&Rs, from um, the label, from other, you know, executives or for people that are looking to um, reach out about inquiries for the for my clients, um, and yeah, it 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 kind of varies. It kind of varies. There could be days where I am on the phone from ten a.m. all the way up until eight o'clock, 
whether that that whether that be like I said, talking to like people that are at Jalen's um, label or a publishing company inquiries, or talking to the artists about like what it is that they want to do, what it is, what are their next steps, um, what it is that they're working on, just checking in on them. Um, and then other days, it could be show days where I'll start my day probably at like ten making sure I'm checking in with the venue or making sure I'm checking in with the um with the curator of the show, uh, making sure that we have everything we need, whether that be in-ears, making sure the music is delivered or the DJ has the music, making sure the equipment is good, making sure um, the writer has been fulfilled, um, checking on the artists, making sure that they're not going to be late, more than likely they're going to be late. So... <laughs> Uh, telling the venue that hey or the curator of the show hey uh, my clients will be showing up a few minutes late and then spending my night at the at the venue after that talking chatting with people after the show connecting getting numbers setting up meetings things of that nature um i'll probably get home i don't go to sleep no earlier than 12 Mm. i probably don't go to sleep no earlier than 12 um I'll probably get home at like 2 a.m., probably 2 a.m., or be at between 1 and 2 a.m., decompress, and then do it all over again. Oh, my gosh. It is, first of all, it sounds exhausting. Um, but uh, I'm curious, like, when you have, like, you know, early mornings, late nights, where do you find balance for you? because like your clients are at the forefront of like your day like how do you make time for yourself (laughs) a question um you know I am working on that I have not managed I have not found the right recipe for work-life balance Mm. I'm not um, me and Jalen are best friends, and so we spend a lot of our time together. But I do, you know, communicate with her when I need a break, mm. um, when I need some me time, uh, because it, like I said, it's just it's really just one of me. I have two assistants, and um, you know, sometimes um, they're around. Sometimes there's stuff that I have to ha- that I have to handle, you know, myself. Right. Um, and so. Um, I do a lot of like moving around. I do a lot of ideating. I do a lot of like thinking about what's the next move because um, as creatives, especially for, you know, my clients, there are times where, you know, people can just get lost. People cannot just know like what their next step might be. And so it's, it's me, they're leaning on me for support. And sometimes I have to be their brain at times and like really tap in and really like figure out, okay, I know they want to do this, this, and this. Who can I hit up? Who can I, you know, talk to? What opportunities are out there? Like I've been on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and I've searched who is the talent coordinator at the Braves Stadium so we can <laughs> sing this national anthem or sing like or tapping in with my contacts. Who knows somebody at the hop mm. or you know things like that or just like really just researching and figuring out different opportunities that I can present to them because I have to keep this this show moving. I have to keep this boat moving. Yeah. Because they have goals that they want to 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 achieve and so do I. And 
honestly, I, I almost feel like when I when I help my clients achieve their goals, I, I'm achieving I'm achieving my goals as well. And so, yeah. um, I constantly I love to work. I love to think. I love to help strategize. I help. I love to help them figure out what their next move is, and I love to 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 um. What am I trying to say? I love to see an idea come into fruition. Yes. Or see an idea come to life. And so when they're happy, I'm happy. When they're sad, I'm not content and I'm going to figure it out. You know, it's a lot of like convincing them like this train can't stop. You can't stop. We got to keep going. And I need to teach. I'm trying to teach myself, you know, yes, pour into your clients, pour into them. You love them. They are also your friends, but you need to pour into yourself because sometimes it can get to be a lot and I'm always on go I'm always moving I'm always trying to figure it out my mentor is just telling me yeah Anna was just telling me (laughs) (laughs) Anna was just telling me over the summer like you got Jalen doing the best press tour of her life because she is booked and busy because over the summer Jalen had nonstop things it was one thing the other and I was just trying to make sure she was busy and to this day I, for, for everybody I, I try to make sure that they're busy I try to make sure that they're doing right. stuff and I try to make sure I'm very honest with them in terms of like the level that they're at and what we need to do to get to the next level um and sometimes that takes that takes um everybody stepping back and just planning and figuring out yeah what the next step is but there's always something to do. But I, in 2024, Taryn is going to get better about unplugging, about Ooh. having, you know, having some some office hours or some, yeah, some office hours. And um, really, no, I hate not answering the phone. I hate not answering Ooh. the phone. But sometimes it's okay to decline that call. Sometimes it's okay. It is to respond to that email tomorrow or respond to that text tomorrow those people will be okay if it's time sensitive that's one thing but those people will be okay because my mental health and my strength and all of those things need to be recharged need to be reset listen you are preaching to me because like when (laughs) when i ask that work like Uh, when I ask about work-life balances it's because I also want to kind of like steal some tips because I'm in that same boat of like I really can't turn it off because I'm a Mm -hmm. publicist and so I'm always just thinking of new ideas what's the next pitch angle what's the story I can you know have for a client and I feel like even in my downtime I'm always thinking of something new and just Mm -hmm. trying to like figure out what's next so like yeah I need that <laughs> I need that pep talk uh as well for 2024 um yeah, for sure absolutely. yeah it's just about I know that in this in this current state I've had a I've had a long year I've had a long year, I've done a lot this year yeah. I can I've had to be honest with my clients like hey guys I'm experiencing burnout I am mm. burning it's been a long year. We've done a lot of stuff. I'm going to give what I can, but there are days where I'm going to have to unplug and take a step back because I have a lot going on. And it's been a, a lot 
this year. And so I never, I, I think this is the first year where I'm like, I am truly tired. Mm. This is the first year where I can, and, and they, they understand and they see all the effort and energy that I put into them and put into them. And so they understand like, okay, Taryn really is tired and she's experiencing burnout. I received that. So, um, it really comes down to like making sure that I know how much I need to give energy wise and how much I need to, um, like save, like ration. I need to ration out my energy. I need to be mindful of what it is that I can commit to at that time and what it is that I can't commit to at that time. And so just being mindful of how I'm spending my time and, and how much time I'm spending on stuff and how much time I'm giving to myself. Right. So it's good to be a workaholic. It's good to, you know, put all this energy into your work because as entrepreneurs, we can always get scared about like being stagnant. Like if we're not doing nothing, we feel like we're not, you know, propelling our career or, doing things to propel our career but sometimes it's okay to take a step back and just breathe and be still i'm practice Mm. i'm practicing stillness like some days i just need to just sit be still and sit in silence there are times where i drive in my car and i don't listen to music i just listen to the earth around me or the world around me um same same so Yeah. yeah That was oh, yeah. beautifully said. Yeah, we. I feel like we all need to like take a step back sometimes, just mm-hmm. to have like personal days or maybe personal weeks. Maybe we need sabbaticals to just really right. like step away <laughs> and then come back brand new. And I and I can definitely feel like you know maybe on your perspective as a business owner, all of the responsibilities fall on you. So mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I can definitely understand how it is hard to really like. How do you step back? step back when you have you know so many eyes and so many people you know leaning on you but it's necessary Mm -hmm. for sure um because you know we all want longevity in our industries and so yeah we want the burnout to always be like a recurring thing for sure yeah absolutely yeah so um to wrap up our lovely chat um earlier you talked about like you know you love making playlists and you just have like an affinity for music so a part of my podcast I'm going to have a playlist that every guest has contributed to and I would love to know if you have two all-time favorite songs or maybe your current songs right now that best represent your personality because I will add it to my list <laughs> oh, that's so hard. Oh, I hate questions. <laughs> it's so hard because I love music. I just love music. Um. Okay, so let's see. Oh my gosh, oh, I'm in the hot seat. None of these questions made me feel like I was in the hot seat, but this one. But this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say, um. The song that I've been listening to right now that is like makes me feel good. I don't know if it actually represents. I can I guess it can represent like my aura and how like 
I um or the energy that I give off. Like I feel like yeah. I give off like a really warm and feel good energy. Um, there's a song called um, Two Step in the Living Room by Alex Isley and Terrace Martin off their new EP. Okay. I love that one. That one feels so good. I've been listening to it on repeat. Um, let's see. What other songs have I been listening to? One more. Just one more. Uh, it could be several. You know, it, okay. it could be an album and I choose a song based on your recommendation. Like, it could be a mix of, you know, however you want it to be. Let's see. Um, okay, so Ars Lee has the song called Press Pause. And it's so beautiful. It's about taking a step back and looking at the world around you and really just taking everything in and understanding that, you know, we go through ups and downs and life can pass us by, but sometimes you just Mm. need to press pause and take a step back and, like, take everything in and really understand, Mm -hmm. like, what, you know, you're going through and feeling your feelings. So Press Pause by R.S. Lee. I love that song. Ooh. I listen to that song all the time. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. And I'm not just saying that because it's my client. Right. Like, my clients, I have to, like, love their music. Like, I have to listen to their music on repeat. Exactly, um, yeah. You have to love have the to art. Be, right. I have to be the biggest fan first. If, I, if I'm not a big fan of your music, then we're just, we can't work. And I, I'm not going to be able to advocate for you the way that I want to. Because I'm exactly. not really feeling it myself. So, love yeah. Press Pause by Arsley. Uh, let's see you know what's really crazy i only listen to like my playlist and like Jalen and arsley and i have a new client named matt mcgee so i really only listen to those three uh matt has this song called muscle memory that is amazing um so that's a matt mcgee song muscle memory um let's get a Jalen to round it off (laughs) <laughs> Might as well do Jalen. Um, Jalen has a beautiful song called Willie's Interlude. And it's about her grandfather and a story that he told her about a time his time in Vietnam. And I love Willie's Interlude. It it it's the perfect song to commemorate him by. Um, and it really is a song that takes you through a wave of emotions. It starts low, then it builds up and ultimately like climaxes into this like beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, and it's just a really feel good song. So yeah. Those are my those are my songs. Those are that's four. You asked for two, that's four, but hopefully Yes, I loved it all. Yes. Listen, I've had album suggestions and just whole K-pop genres a part of the oh, playlist. Wow. So it's been a wide mix. So like this, like final, like end of the year playlist, is going to be something. So I'm happy that, you know, the last four is like, you know, a mix of your personal face from your friends, but also, you know, what really speaks to your character and your energy. Thank you. Thank you. I love that. Absolutely. Well, once again, thank you so much, Taryn, for joining the Greenlight with Shailenese. I so appreciate you saying yes, you know, and really like taking a chance and stepping out and, you know, you know, uh, having a conversation with me I don't take it for granted earlier this year during the summertime that's when we first met actually during one of like Jalen's um 
music uh events that she had going on yeah, so at it, the gathering spot. yeah at the yeah. gathering spot so it was like mm-hmm. it was a beautiful time to actually witness her live with the band and interacting with the crowd and really getting going but also watching you um run back and forth and making sure things were set and actually seeing you in work mode um I married that about you for our first um interaction so I'm so excited that that was like a great summer experience not only for your client but to also you know get to see you because you were just as warm and sweet as you are on our on our chat so thank you I appreciate it thank you so much for having me I love I'm trying to get better at talking and like public forums like this and so like I am definitely appreciative of the opportunity um you're definitely helping me build my platform or at least I'm I'm always hiding behind my clients but this mm. helps me this helps people see who's behind the client so absolutely um, and who's behind the brand so I really appreciate you and giving me this opportunity absolutely anytime thank you so much um okay so if you love today's guest and our green light combo please tell someone your mama daddy cousin sister brother auntie uncle about the show and we're going to look out for the next episode